Welcome to the Sunday Morning Meeting Podcast from Kingdom Faith Yorkshire. Today's message is by Chelsea Barron. Hi everyone. I, uh, <clears throat> in preparation for this, I was looking back over um, some of the previous times that I'd spoken. I pulled up all the documents from every time I'd done it. And it's about once a year. Um, so if you like me, that's great. You get me about once a year. And if you don't like me, that's great. You get me about once a year. Um, <clears throat> so that's always helpful. Um, so yeah, as Pastor Paul said... Um, in the lead up to this, um, we were praying uh, as a worship team into the conference. Um, we were praying uh, as individuals into, into what was going to happen. We were praying it was going to be a significant time. And um, <clears throat> God gave me four words, um, technically five, but we're going to excuse one of them because uh, it sounds better as four words. Um, four words that um, for the conference that it would be a, that it'd have a type, be a time of significance, but also for the season that we're uh, moving into, and the season that we're in now, actually, we, we, we've started that process already, I believe, after, after last weekend. Um, those four words, for those who are, are keeping track, will be fulcrum, tipping point, springboard, and transition. Um, so that's going to be the four words, and we're going to expand on those a little bit, what they mean, what they mean to us as a church, what they mean to us as individuals. Um, and what I believe God is saying to us <clears throat> at this time. Sorry, I've just started singing, so stop singing, sorry. Uh, my prayer is for this morning that uh, at least one of these words, if not multiple of them, will resonate with you, that you will uh, hear from God um, for what's happening in your lives individually, um, but also what we're doing here corporately as a church. So we're going to start off with fulcrum. Um, fulcrum is one of those words that I think everybody thinks they know. Um, and then when asked to describe it, you go, I'll go look it up. Because um, that's what I had to do. So I'm assuming that's how everybody responds, because that's how I respond. That's how that works, right? Um, but a fulcrum, according to online, uh, is a point at which a lever is applied to to shift something heavy with minimal effort. Now, if you go online, you can deep dive this. There are YouTube videos explaining how fulcrums work, explaining Archimedes, uh, give me a lever long enough and a fulcrum in which to place it and I shall move the world. I looked that up, technically he's correct. Um, if he did have a fulcrum and he did have a place to stand and he did have a lever that was e able to bear the weight of the world, he can move at a fraction of a millimeter. He was correct. But a fulcrum is used to shift something. It's used to move things out of the way that are heavy. It was especially used um, sort of back in the day, effectively, before we had winches and, and, and cranes and all that kind of thing. But they're all based off the same basic physics. Um, so if you want to go look that up, please do. I encourage you to go deep dive. It is a rabbit hole in which you can definitely go down. In the natural, a fulcrum and a lever are used to shift heavy objects with minimal effort. How much more can God shift things in our lives with minimal effort? He can take those things that seem heavy and insurmountable and move them out of our way. I believe this was a significant period for us. Um, 
the messages that were spoken contained keys for God to be able to shift things in your life. And I encourage you to go back and listen to those again. Romans 8, 28, and we know that all thing, in all things, God works for the good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Or as Paul Manron says, he wastes nothing, he gets you ready. Definitely remember that one. There are times in our lives where things can get stuck inside us. And when we have those key messages, when we have those words from God that are coming uh, from being preached uh, on a Sunday morning with um, the four cues, um, and uh, for the words that were spoken over this, for the messages that have gone before, these are key things that we need to be hearing at this time because in it contains the keys, contains the fulcrums that God is going to use to shift things out of the way in your life. Things that have been there for years, uh, you're going to find that God is going to shift them. For me, the key messages from this were Saturday night and Sunday morning. Um, if you've got no time at all, those messages are 50 minutes long each. If you skip past all the worship, if you skip past the notices, and you cut off the adverts at the end when we finish up the stream, 50 minutes. I encourage you, go back and listen to them. Um, I mean, I would encourage you to go back and listen to all of them, because I checked, and they're all pretty much exactly 50 minutes long. Um, and then the seminars are 20-minute segments. If you can't spare 50 minutes, spare 20 minutes. It's good to invest in yourself these things, to hear them again, to listen to them again, to bring them on board. Because when we're hearing, faith comes from hearing and hearing of the word of God. Habakkuk 1 verse 5 says this, Look at the nations and watch, and be utterly amazed. For I am going to do something in your days that you would not believe if you were told. I believe that's a word over this season at the second. Look at kingdom faith. Watch, be utterly amazed. Look in your own life. Watch, be utterly amazed as God does something amazing and significant and you will not believe it even if you were told. The second word is tipping point. You'll see these are all linked. God has a nice theme here. A tipping point is that moment when something is balanced and then it's not. It remains where it was for so long and suddenly it moves or falls. This season is going to be a tipping point for this church. It's going to be a tipping point for your lives. A sudden change, rapid growth, moment where things that have lingered for so long suddenly move. A moment of promises fulfilled. Isaiah 48 verse 3, I foretold the former things long ago. My mouth announced them and I made them known. Then suddenly I acted and they came to pass. How many of us have prophetic words that were spoken over our lives? How many words do we have spoken over this church? As a family, we have words over us that are yet to come to pass. I believe we're going to start to see a tipping point in those words. You're going to... I'm encouraging right now, dust off those words, get them out again, read them again. What has God said to me in the past? What has he promised me? Start praying into them. You're going to start seeing a tipping point in those. And the beautiful thing about how God works is that we have no clue how he's going to do it because they're beyond us. 
They're beyond us. There's no way in the natural we can do it. We have to look to him at all times. We have to have our trust and our faith in him at all times. There's no way we can make these things come to pass, but he can. The third word is springboard. A springboard, if you've ever watched the Olympics or any gymnastics, is that little board right before they get to the the horse thing or when they're going up onto the rings or anything like that. It gives them a controlled jump. It gives them a lift. It gives them a boost. It's a launch pad. This season is going to be a launch pad for us and for the church. I believe that there are dreams, ideas, opportunities, visions that have all been God-given, that have lain dormant in your life, that are ready to spring up. That God is going to use this period to take those things and leap into something new. A springboard isn't a trampoline. If you ran and jumped in a trampoline, you would go all over the joint. It's not controlled. If you were very skilled in a trampoline, you probably could control it in some way. But if you were to run just as you are, jump on a springboard, you would go up a bit. You would land probably oddly, um, but you'd be fine. A springboard is there just to launch you into that, give you that boost into what's next. Acts 2.17 says, In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. For some of us, it's time to dream again. It's time to take those ideas that God's birthed in you and release them. Now, that might be uh, new ministries within the church. That might be new things where um, God is speaking to you about Uh, not going back to where you were, but continuing on to something new, into a new adventure with him. That might mean as simple as, I've never served on a Sunday morning before. I'm going to join the welcome team and say hi to people. That is you jumping into something new. For some of us, I believe that there is inspiration from God coming that there's going to be ideas coming for businesses, that there's going to be ideas coming for for things in the workplace of how you can make your workplace better, about how you can change the situation around you. And they will be God-given ideas, but they will be a springboard. They will only be that push off into something else. Ephesians 3.30 says, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine according to the power that is his power that is at work within us. Sometimes dreams can be scary, can't they? Because you don't know how it's going to work out. You don't know where it's going to go. You don't know how it's going to come. But he can do more than you can ask, think or imagine. Because he's working in you and he is going to work this out. The fourth word is transition. Things aren't going to be the same. The whole world, as 
Paul Marmoran pointed out last week, has had a shock. It's had a wake-up call. It's had a point of stopping. Things aren't going to be the same, and that's good. Because that allows us opportunities for new things to grow and develop and to flourish. Isaiah 43.19, see, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. I'm encouraged when I read these verses. I'm encouraged because it's God saying, I'm going to do this. Just say yes. Come with me. I'm going to take you on the adventure. Just say yes. Come with me. Each, uh, for me, I'm a very visual thinker. So when God speaks to me, each one of these has been accompanied by an image. Um, so for Fulcrum, it was a little triangle with a lever on top of it. Um, for uh, tipping point, it was a glass of water, balanced and falling over. For springboard, it was just that. It was the picture of the gymnasts launching themselves off the springboard. For transition, it's this. And as I was thinking about why I do that in my head every single time I think of the word transition, it's because transitions are weird. You sometimes feel like you're completely upside down. It can be quite odd at first. It can be uncomfortable. There are times where things have gone along as they were for so long and now they're not. We have to trust in him through that. Philippians 1.6, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Transition points for us individually, uh, as I said, can be those weird and uncomfortable. We trust in him. We trust in what he has said to us. We trust in his word. We encourage ourselves with that. We build ourselves up with that. When, when storms are happening in our lives, we hold on to those things like an anchor to the soul. We're not forgetting or leaving behind what God has done. Quite the opposite. We're going to hold on to everything he said. But we're going to look to the future. And as a church and as a church leadership, I know that they are thinking, praying, asking God, what's next? What are we doing that works? What are we doing that doesn't work? They're asking God to prune what is, is, you know, needs to be pruned, for those, to cut off what needs to be cut off. And I encourage you that as... Uh, Pastor Paul is going to share uh, in a little while. I encourage you to allow it to soak in and to hear God on it for yourselves. Because the church leadership have a responsibility to oversee and to lead. We have a responsibility to support and encourage and get behind. It is so easy in a period of transition, to get discouraged. It's so easy because change is happening, because it seems out of the ordinary, because it's uncomfortable. Often that's a reflection on us. Often it's our own fear of what's going to happen next, manifesting that way. And Paul Manwaring was sharing last week about getting the imposter out of there. When things change, we can often feel in those seasons a complete imposter because we're not familiar with it anymore. When something has been going along the same as it always has been going and then suddenly it changes, 
we can feel in ourselves that sense of fear, that sense of, I can't do this, that sense of, I'm not familiar with this at all. I encourage you, get the imposter out of there. We're going to look to God in everything that we're going to do. In your own life, when you're seeing those periods of transition come, encourage yourself. Get those words out of what God has spoken. Get those promises out. Speak them over yourself. I, uh, I listen to a lot of worship, and um, for me, oh, that's often my way, first way of like, when I'm starting to feel overwhelmed, that's often my first place I'm going to go to um, to hear what God is saying through that. And I've been listening to uh, Jaira by Elevation Worship in Maverick City. Now, we can't play it because of YouTube copyright issues, and it's also 10 minutes long, so I'm not going to do that. However, here's four lines from it. Four, I'm already loved, I'm already chosen, I know who I am, I know what you've spoken. I mean, I am blessed by that. I'm already loved, I'm already chosen, I know who I am, and I know what you've spoken. Don't feel like that all the time? Absolutely not. I'll be the first to put my hands up in here and say that. But that's why we need things like this to encourage us. That's why we need the promises of God. We need to go back to our Bibles, pull out those promises, pull out those things that God's spoken to us in the past and encourage ourselves with them. So as Pastor Paul is going to uh, come up and share what's happening next for the church, a couple of things to remember. Let's be like Moses. If your presence doesn't go with us, don't send us from here. Not interested. We want nothing but your presence. Let's be like David. And David inquired of the Lord. Let's always seek God in whatever we're doing next and whatever's to come. So those four words again. It's a fulcrum, a point where things are going to shift quickly. Minimal effort on God's part just to move big things in our lives out of the way. A tipping point, that point where things have remained as they are for so long and then suddenly they tip over into something new springboard, that point of launching into something unknown, that point of starting out a new adventure, those things that God has spoken to us coming through, and a transition point, still doing it, that point where things have gone along for so long as they always have been, and then suddenly they're not anymore. And we're looking forward to what God's got for us. We're looking forward to this season ahead. I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited. I'm excited to see what God's going to do. I'm excited to see what God's going to do in your lives. I'm excited to see what God's going to do with this church. I'm excited to see what God's going to do in this town. This town desperately needs Jesus. This world desperately needs Jesus. I'm excited to see what happens with the church. Thanks for listening. Do you want to take that with you? Take your lectern with you. (laughs) He's not being nasty. It's, you know... He's been speaking all over it. It's what we're supposed to do. It saves me cleaning it before I speak. Um, thanks, Josie. That was uh, a great word. Um, I think one of the, 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 the things that are good about what he's brought is uh, it's not got all the answers in it. And I think that that's one of the important things of this new season is not looking to uh, a speaker for all the answers because it's about us hearing God together. 
And I hope that you can take those four words, fulcrum, tipping point, springboard, transition, and talk about them uh, when you have cups of coffee with friends or, or when you sit down as a house church or when you're doing things and, and, and say, what is God saying to us about these words? And as Josie pointed out, they, they're for us as an individual and they're for us uh, as the community. Well, if they're us as a community, it's not just about us when we gather here on a Sunday, but it's about us as we live out our lives together. So there's a lot of really key things in there. I've got um, the contents of his email in front of me, and um, it's, uh, well, it's basically what he spoke on, but uh, he talks about the fulcrum um, in our individual's lives to shift some things that have got stuck. I also believe he wants to do this as a church, not that we've gotten stuck so much, but to shift us into something else. And I think there is going to be that kind of shifting. You know, it's we, we, it's a building season. We're not just about tearing stuff down because we got it wrong, but we will be asking some of the more difficult questions, particularly when, you know, we've made mistakes, when I've made mistakes, when we haven't got things right. It's like, how can we do this better? How can we walk forward in this more uh, in the Lord? And that importance of hearing God together where we're not afraid to discuss something. Um, and I think, we have, you know, there might be some awkward conversations, some which might even make us feel uncomfortable. And that's why it, 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 this is all within that theme, really, of love and 4Q. You can't just ask the four questions. It's got to be rooted in the love that we have one for another, in the care that we have one for another. We've got to keep coming back to that, even when there's misunderstanding, even when there's miscommunication, even when there's been a breakdown in connection. Let's not perpetuate that, but think, right, how can I be part of moving beyond that? It's what I'm trying to do. It's what we're trying to do in the leadership teams. It's what we're trying to do in all the teams. It's just look at what we are so that we're not stuck in anything. And I think this means we will see quite a lot of changes, you know, in the way we worship. I, I, I just see change. I don't know exactly how. I just know it's going to happen, and it's not just going. To, it's not really even going to come from me. It's going to come as the say the worship team meet, pray, hear God, and say, right, what is God saying to us? What 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 songs are we using? What where are we going with what's happening? What opportunities do we have? And the same applies to all uh, the things we do. We've we've done something very similar with the tech team as we tried to meet the challenge of being online and uh, or doing the this weekend. The hub team the children's teams, the, the, the Ignite teams, the youth angels. Youth angels have made so many wonderful, positive changes all throughout lockdown. They've done some really great, innovative, new things because they're talking together as a team and, and ideas are coming up. And we want to be that kind of atmosphere where you can talk about ideas, but people don't get upset when their ideas aren't immediately adopted or even never adopted. Because we should be having, you know, if we, if we adopt, if we hear God in one thing, there should have been probably 40 other good things and we just took the one. Because we will also, we'll just get much more than we can do because God's ever creative and fruitful. And, 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 and then as we put those things together, actually what we get is something that's different because we get the, the input from this amazing, talented, God-hearing, anointed bunch of people that's called Kingdom of Faith Yorkshire. We really are, you know? Praise God. And I'm going to talk to you right now about what's happening with Sunday mornings. But that's not to say Jossie's word is about Sunday mornings, because remember the Queen piece. I mean, if you haven't had a chance to hear my summary of the whole Queen uh, and what that means for us, and the, the change from Vash, Queen Vashti to Queen Esther, 
Um, it, it's come up in many ways, but a, a real summary of that was that first seminar on Saturday morning, which I did on Consider the Queen. If you haven't had a chance to l- hear that, listen to that, because Sunday morning is incredibly important, but it is one of the chess pieces. It's a really strategic piece, but we want to make sure we don't, oh, well, it's just that now. You know, I'm not, I, I'm not saying that at all. And it'd be easy to hear that because I'm going to talk about Sunday mornings next. But of course they have, because we're opening up again. So what's it going to look like? Well, a bit like some of these things here, the springboard, the transitioning, things being different, trying not to be stuck. We want to have an atmosphere in everything we do, really, of being innovative or experimenting and trying things out. Um, Of course, that does mean we're perhaps likely to make more mistakes going forward than we've ever done in the past because we're going to just, well, I don't know. Well, shall we try it? And then you try it and you find out, yeah, God is in this. Wow, I would never, you know. Sometimes when we're in a culture of hearing God and doing, which is absolutely right, don't get me wrong, um, you can, or you can if you're not careful, it's never intended, have a kind of paralysis of only moving when you've heard God and, and not daring to move just in case it isn't. Let's just try some stuff. Okay, let's just try some stuff. I mean, obviously, we're working with one another. You know, you're testing what you think you've got from God with friends. You're hearing as God together as a house church. How do we do house church different? Well, we've been on Zoom, but we don't want to continue probably on Zoom forevermore. Although maybe we will have some Zoom meetings going on forevermore because some people have found it really good. We went, when we met as the, the Corona leadership team this week, we had one of our team, it was John Begin, was joined us online. We had his little computer and his little face, because it was the computer screen, in, 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 in the meeting. And it was sort of slightly odd, but it worked. It meant he could be part of it. And we were delighted just as a team, the rest of us as well, just to see one another. Uh, we seemed to do a lot of laughing, didn't we? I think it was just because we were in the same room and it, it was just easier, you know? You can see people's faces. Right. What about Sundays, Okay. Last few minutes of what's coming up. Right. Some of this is not going to be a surprise at all. And actually, a lot of it is just, we lay this before you. Let's use this together to make it different. Okay? Because some things within the difference are the same. I'm still going to be wearing jeans and a shirt. That's not changing. That's still the same. Okay? I'm not planning to come in my sweatpants. In fact, before lockdown, I didn't even ever wear them. And I rarely wore a T-shirt. And I've got very used to sweatpants and a T-shirt. But let's not... If you want to come to church like that, that's fine. I'm just talking about me, okay? Um, But so so some things are going to look the same, perhaps even sound the same. But it depends on whether we're intending to be different within what we've got, okay? So the first thing is... uh, Let's just talk about it at the moment of Sunday morning as church. The church is the people, not a building or a meeting. But you know what I mean if I talk about coming to church. Because you know I've also talked about being church. You can't come to church. But you know where I'm at. It's just the restrictions of our language. Okay. So church, in this sense, starts at 10 o'clock. Oh, you say, 10? Not 11? Well, yes, but it's going to be very different at 10 o'clock in terms of what we consider Perhaps church. I don't know if you remember me talking about one of the four cues back, going backwards. I mentioned that one of the things we've noticed that's been missing, you know, we've had worship online, we've had word online, although believe me, the worship in the building last week, it was so wonderfully different to be in the building together. But we've had that. 
But the one thing we have that's much more difficult online, even with Zoom and YouTube, is connection and feeling connected. And we realize that is really an important part of that Sunday morning. I think in the past, I've, I've tended to think, you know, most of that connection stuff that happens in house church and friends getting together outside of church. And it does, absolutely. The night piece, the bishop piece, it's really important. But actually, what I've really, what I've recognized, what many of us have, have seen is that Sunday morning is also about that connection. We didn't realize how important even that five-minute conversation was, or even just looking across the room and smiling at somebody. Now, we're still under, at least until June the 21st, we hope and pray it all changes, that we're still under the rule of six, two households. So that limits us a little bit, okay? Okay, I get that. But there's still rule of six. That six people from six different households can be together in, a, in, in an environment or more people if they're from only two houses. And you can use that within a cafe-type situation. So uh, part of what we're doing, but we're going to be doing this regardless of, um, this is not being created because of the pandemic. This is because I, we, I, I say I, but this is actually us, because we believe this is the way forward. So at 10 o'clock, what starts first is the Hub Cafe. And because it's now in all of the building, or all of this first main hall and that part there, there's tables and chairs out as a cafe for people to sit, get drinks, get some food. And we'd love to do some more food. We just need more people on the team. At the moment, we can't do cooked food like a bacon roll or something just because we need more people to be part of that if we're going to do that. But we've got drinks and uh, scones and cakes and all those kind of bits as well. Uh, I'm sure there'll be some healthy stuff. Um, uh, so you can grab that and go and sit at a table. You've got your drink. It's the cafe that's open. The cafes that are open, you can take your mask off if you're sat at a table and you're having a drink. So that's great. You can talk with people. You can make the most of that rule of six. And we'll be all around this room in different places. And the intention is, is, is for that time to happen every week. That's our intentional. This is first. This is important. This is us meeting with each other, catching up on what's going on in our lives, chatting. Yes, maybe studying the Bible, praying together, praying for one another. All these things can happen too. You know, I think initially we're just going to be pleased to see one another and just to talk to one another. We don't, you know, we don't need to do anything. Although we will do some things like in the, in, in the, in the cafe church, if you like, part, you know, it'd be great to have some uh, different live music from the front. I mean, probably Christian music, mostly Christian music for sure. Um, and we can do some of those songs that we might not normally do on a Sunday morning, but not for everybody to join in with, just to be something good in the background. Because also, it's going to be, that cafe church is going to be a real positive time to bring some friends along that are not used to the weirdness of normal the normal way we've done things. It's going to be very normal. It's around tables for a start. It's around, it, it, and, and you know how when we're all in rows, you know, you just look at the front of the head, the back of the head of somebody. It's so unnatural, isn't it, really? Apart from the cinema or the theater or, or school, you know, it, it's, it's, it's like it's much more natural to sit in a group and see one another. And I think that is a statement of the new as we go ahead as well. Just the, the, the importance of one another. 
And uh, we need to try, and it's going to be slightly tricky because of rule of six, etc. But we want to try and avoid, you know, this is always where this family sits or this table belongs to this group and, and try and, 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 you know, meet some different people and move around the place. You've got tables, also got the sofas over here in the comments at the beginning. Uh, Shona said something about, oh, it's funny to be back on a sofa. Well, actually, you can be on a sofa here, Shona, as well she knows, of course, um, because we have some sofas here that you can sit on throughout the whole morning. So that's that first hour, a time to just gather, a time to talk. And now, at the moment, because of restrictions, there will be no hub cafe at the end of everything either. So this is the time. Don't think, oh, I'll get a cup of coffee afterwards. You won't be able to. Okay? It's only in that first uh, time. And of course, if uh, you've still got your cup of coffee after that cafe church, that's fine. You can carry on drinking it. You can go and grab one specifically to carry on drinking it if you wish. You know, just grab it a few minutes before. So what comes after that? Right, that's 10 o'clock. At 11 o'clock, the cafe is closed and we open as church following guidelines. And it will be the first 20 minutes or so, 15, 20 minutes of Sundays, which will also be online, uh, will be family church. You say, well, what's family church? Well, that's what we've called it. It's going to be a section that's really aimed at equipping, equipping, <laughs> equipping and enabling our children and family. Okay? It's going to be led by the J247 team, which at the moment is just uh, Lauren, Charlotte, and Jem. There are others that will come back and get involved when they're able to. Maybe there's others that want to ask about being involved with that. And they will do, we'll have... There'll be worship that is um, more accessible to the children and, uh, in, in this short time. And uh, there may be some other things that, uh, that people are just involved with around their tables. It will be very relaxed and easy to be part of. Whether you have children or not, it will just be part. It would almost be an extended part of that cafe church, really. It's just that there's going to be things happening here at the, uh, at the front that are engaging people to be involved, okay? So that's what happens then. Um, after that, there'll actually be uh, around a five, maybe slightly longer, 10-minute uh, break, okay? Because people have been drinking all that coffee. Uh, and after that, okay, then, so roughly 11.30, though if you're watching online and you want to come for this bit, I'd tune in from about 11.20, so just before that, and in that break, we'll have any notices, any things that's happening, anything that's going on. That'll happen in that break, okay? Uh, probably just as the uh, J247 part finishes. That's J27 Family Church, but it's everybody, okay, here. As that finishes, uh, we'll probably give any notices that are for every single person present. Short break, there, there will be the slates will come up online telling you also notices and things going on. And then around 11.25, 11.30, it's quite hard to envisage it till we actually do it. But uh, about that time uh, will be what I'm calling the gathering, a gathering, around the, a gathering in the Word and the Spirit, because we want to hear the Word, but we want to engage with the Holy Spirit, don't we? The Word and the worship time, if you like. So that will be the closest bit to what you might consider normal church. And that will be... Uh, around 25, 30 minutes of worship and around 20 minutes, 25 absolute max of word. 
okay? But we're going to be really flexible with that. So it might mean mostly worship. It might be a longer word one week, or it might be that we're doing ministry mostly one week. So, but it's, it's roughly 55 minutes or so of just uh, word and worship, all right? So everything should be finished between 20 past 12 and half past 12 every single week. And of course, at the moment particularly, we can't have the hub open um, due to the regulations because we've been church uh, and everybody is supposed to disperse and we encourage people to disperse quickly at the end. Okay, so it will be you, uh, finished at the end. So in overall, overall time, actually, you'll be here about similar to what you always hear if you spend any time in the hub cafe afterwards. Okay, so that's roughly what we're running with. There'll be lots of uh, different ways we do things within that. As I say, the worship team are looking at, oh, how do we do that? Uh, approximately uh, 25, maybe 30 minutes of worship. What does that mean? How does that reflect? Because we'll have already done some stuff for uh, five or 10 minutes with the kids maybe earlier on. So even that will be different. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and on all the preachers, which includes me, we've got to make sure we're really on our toes uh, and, and not go wandering off down rabbit tail, ra trails or stuff like that to really be focused on what is it that God has given me to give to you this week. You know, so most of the words are probably going to be about the kind of length of Joss's this morning. I didn't actually time it. That would be about right. Or maybe slightly longer. Or a bit like the seminars on Saturday about that kind of length. Those were actually 18 minutes of, of word. But, um, you know, roughly similar to that. So um, and we've got other ideas about how we do worship outside of that. You know, how can we be different with, we used to do God encounter. What, what will we be doing instead? Uh, we're still hearing God on that one and exactly what's happening and going ahead with that and prayer room and teaching, actual teaching opportunities and things like that. We can do some online, we can do them here. But really all I'm, all I'm really talking about this morning uh, is about what we're going forward. So please give it a chance. Um, it, it's something that we believe that God has had, but also let us have your feedback. Um, it will be change, it will be transition, and that can, make, that can feel difficult for everybody. Uh, it might, for some, transitioning from being at home to coming back out again on a Sunday morning might be more challenging. And so there'll be lots of challenge within it. Um, if you weren't here last week and you're wondering what it's like, all the people I've spoken to, they basically said it was a lot better than they thought, uh, but because they thought, you know, with wearing a mask and stuff like that, it would feel um, very... Uh, restrictive and, and unfriendly, but to be honest, it worked. Uh, Paul and Sue said that um, they'd been to a couple of things and they said there was a good balance here of feeling that you could engage with God and worship God. And uh, apart from the masks, it, it, it was good to just see people again and, uh, and, and connect with people. Even if you couldn't have a full-on long conversation, um, you know, you were connecting. But this Sunday morning, that's the plan. 10 o'clock, not online, 10 o'clock, cafe church. 11 o'clock, family church and online. And around half past 11, though I would recommend if you're not going to watch the family church bit and you want to join later, around half 11, we've got the gathering, the word and worship. Okay? That's basically where it's going to work. And the, 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 the flexibility, we're, we're chilled out about what you take part in. So if you've got friends who you think, I really just want them to be experience the gathering, the word and the worship, come for that time. Don't worry about it. If you've got friends uh, with kids and you think, oh, let's take them along, we can do the cafe 
and then they'll, uh, you know, the, then there's the family church, and actually we'll go home after that. That's fine too, okay? You can come just for the cafe church if you like. Really, it's just there for us to use, not only for our own benefit, but, but to bless our church and to bless our community. And during the gathering, the one thing I should mention is that will be a time for J247 and Ignite in their separate places. We're not getting rid of that. Those, those times are still going to be uh, there for those teams. I've, I need to have a good chat through with Kay uh, about Ignite and, and what, what, how we're moving ahead on that. But basically, there's, there's time and different things that can be built in for Ignite and the J27 team have been meeting and talking about their ideas moving forward as well. Okay, so that's it really. Lots of difference coming, but in a really positive way. Our core values of being a community and of meeting with God and of hearing from God remain the same. But it's how we express that, particularly with the Queen chess piece, the Sunday morning, we're looking at changing. We might get it all wrong, who knows? We're going to give it a go. We believe this is of God. That's about it for this week. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for taking part. Let me just jump, go back through my things, just check there's nothing I've missed out. Um, I've had a couple of people come forward to, who are interested in helping out with, with um, the finances because Richard retires at the end of June. Uh, Stacy Begin is looking to take on a lot of it. And... Um, I'm not sure whether they're ready or not yet for that to be announced. So there's another person that's going to come on and, and help them. I'll have to check with her. Um, but also, there's still plenty of opening, as it were, if you want to be part of that and help with selected jobs along the way that make everything that is finance happen. So that's another way you could potentially be involved or trained even in, in new skills. And uh, if you get in touch with me, I'll probably ask you to get in touch with Richard because obviously he's working with those people. Okay, that is it. That was the one I hadn't mentioned. So have an absolutely blessed, amazing week. And if you're able to be here next Sunday, awesome. If you're watching online, awesome. You are treasured. You are blessed. Uh, and we love you. God bless you. See you all soon. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources by Kingdom Faith and for our other audio and video podcasts, please visit kingdomfaith.com forward slash Yorkshire.